Hey everyone, and welcome to this, the fourth episode of Good Friday Films, a podcast where we chat about movies with a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. My name is Joe, and I'm joined again by my friend, Tiller. How are you feeling, Tiller? Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Feeling good? Doing well. How are your energy levels? Energy levels are pretty good, yeah. Hi, hi. Yeah. I'm, uh, this one? I'm getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna build my energy levels back up. Uh, for those who haven't listened before, this podcast is uh, where we discuss movies uh, that we like, as well mm. as the themes involved in those movies, and really trying to approach them from a Christian perspective. So, in this episode, we are going to be taking a break from the Batman trilogy once again and be yep. covering the movie Collateral. 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 Mm. How are you feeling going into watching this movie, Tiller? What were your initial thoughts? Um, I I enjoy this movie. Um, I, I really enjoyed watching it. Um, and well, it had been a long time since I'd watched it. Um, but I remember the first time watching this film. I'm like, you really enjoyed it the first such time. Such a good movie. Yeah, cool. Um, I'd never seen this because of before. the story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of like, well, did it? I guess did it live up to your memories of it? Um. What did it? Kind if of, I'm being honest, that's what we want. A long time removed from it now. Um, having watched it again. Like it's n- like I I guess I realized the film because when I watched it I was a lot younger and I right. realized the film now isn't the story is still amazing it's, it's still a great story um but the film in itself is not that like yeah okay you kind of saw more of the flaws yeah that's one of the those curses of age isn't it <laughs> <laughs> to get older you begin to the uh, magic fades a little bit wisdom, with movies wisdom, yeah um, yeah no I'd never seen this one before but I I really only ever heard good things about it so I guess my expectations were pretty high yeah going into it. I had seen, this was one of those movies where I'd seen, like, a lot of the plot online, mm. seen different scenes and stuff, so I was never actually planning to watch it. Yeah. Um, so, really, it was because of this podcast that I finally got around to it. Um, yeah. So, Collateral, here's a bit of a summary for those who, I guess, don't know anything about it. Collateral is a 2004 neo-noir action thriller film directed by Michael Mann. The film follows Max Duroka, a Los Angeles cab driver, and his customer, Vincent. Mm. When offered a high fare for driving to several locations, Max agrees but soon becomes entangled in some seriously unexpected ways. Mm. The cast, uh, not a big cast, quite actually a small movie, but includes Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm. Um, So, some big names there. Um, At the time, I think some of those might have been a bit smaller. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it had a budget of $65 million, so not the most expensive movie in the world, Mm. uh, but had a box office of $220.9 million. Wow. So, really had quite a profit. Yes. Um, That's, yeah, made back its budget, made back advertising and more. Um, Interesting fact about this, it was originally written by a guy, Stuart... uh, BT, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. He's an Australian. Uh, he, yeah. he wrote it when he was 17 years old. 17. Um, yeah. He got yeah. into a, a taxi car from the airport. The idea came to him, wrote down a draft of it. Um, the final film, the thing that we actually watched, is actually quite different <laughs> <laughs> to the original version of that script. But yeah, yeah a lot of the, the themes and the, the concepts are very similar. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So, interesting movie. Uh, apparently, Russell Crowe originally auditioned for Vincent. Yeah. Uh, but then they took too long to make it, so he bailed. Uh, and they wanted Adam Sandler to play Max. <laughs> so, that would have been interesting. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Might have been a, a dramatic role for him because like, yeah. he hasn't really had many of those. No. Until recently. Yeah. I mean, he was doing a lot of comedies back 
then anyway. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. Um, so that would have been cool actually to see. But no, I think the Jamie Foxx did a really good job. Um, so I think it worked out for the best. And one really interesting uh, cast member, I'm not sure if you noticed, Jason Statham. Yes. <laughs> like a start. two second cameo <laughs> was the weirdest thing ever. You're right, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, overall, positive movie. Uh, critics like it. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Tiller, what is your off the dome uh, non spoiler summary? Well, uh, the movie is sort of set over one night. Um, well, yeah. And got this uh, cab driver, Max, going about his day. Um, and he, you know, picks up a couple of customers. And um, I think he gets up to his sort of last com- customer of the day. And a hitman named Vincent sort of gets into um, his car unbeknownst to Max. And is whole life is sort of just turned upside down overnight mm. uh, because of who's come into his into the car and um he's go- going through this ordeal that kind of like forces him to 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 grow as a person to develop as a person um overnight um and he's never the same again yeah there yeah. you go well done good as good as always to <laughs> um yeah so for those who haven't seen it before um we will cover it with non-spoilers to to begin so stick around for that and then yeah you can just skip ahead once we hit spoilers yep um so yeah what what are some of the things that you liked about it without getting into any spoilers i think some that i liked about it um yeah like the character development of um max overnight i really enjoyed that um seeing him go from this like really Sort of timid, so, so, sort of timid, sort of figure. Like at some point, he's like, "No, like I'm gonna stop um, aiding this hitman. Like mm. I have to like stop. I can't if I keep going down this road. I'm gonna be gonna become really complicit in a lot of like horrible things. And so yeah. like I can't. Yeah, you like, like kind of the, the character growth. Yeah, in Max, the taxi driver. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I liked the cast. I thought. I was surprised, I guess, by some of the people. Mark Ruffalo didn't recognize him at first. Yeah. Had a bit of facial hair there. Yeah. And he did really well. Um, Tom Cruise, very unique role for him compared to mm. some of his other films. Mm. Action star. Yeah, um, he's like usually he, the protagonist. Yeah. Um, pretty much in all his movies, he's a good guy, except this is um, potentially his only one where he's like not so clearly good. Yes. Um, and I thought he did really well. I think yeah. the, um, that, that play worked really well, even your expectations of what he's like his charisma yep. kind of played into guess, the surrealness mm. of this this character he's playing um i really liked as well um the switch that mm. happens because it starts off as a, a like chill movie mm. kind of just getting to know this character max um driving around in his taxi listening to people mm. the everyday dude and then when he when he picks up um vincent um, and then he goes and drops him off somewhere, and yeah, this thing happens, yeah. and the movie suddenly gets going. I yep. thought that was done really well. Mm. Uh, very like cool little twist on the tone of the movie. Um, yeah, just for what it is, very chill movie. I found. Yeah, and it took its time, um, which I think also played into like it wasn't the best movie. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. at times it took too much time. Yeah, definitely a bit slow in parts. Mm. Um, like there's a couple of scenes where you just kind of they're cruising along listening yeah. to some music, yep, uh, which would be fine. Yeah. But it came out 2004. The music hasn't all aged that great. It kind of feels like you're 
a third person watching from afar throughout the night sort of going with them. Yeah. It feels like that. Like not really you are sitting with them overnight, sort of watching. Um but yeah. Yeah. So I didn't yeah, the music wasn't as much of a fan of us, but some scenes it just felt completely off. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think there are some things this movie has to say. Like mm. There are some themes and stuff, but I felt it thinks it's a bit deeper than it actually is. <laughs> it didn't have as much to say as I was expecting, I guess. But that might just be me having too high <laughs> expectations going into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I liked some of the um, comparisons. Like, it talks about jazz a little bit. And I liked the comparisons, I guess, the way that um, parallels to Vincent and mm. kind of the improvisation involved and, like, yeah. kind of going with the flow. Yeah. Um, so, I thought that was some... Cool little comments. That was cool. Yeah. Any any things that you weren't a fan of, or any final things you liked? Um, no, not too not too yeah, much not there. Too. Yeah, we we might just jump into spoilers. But before we do, what rating would you give this? Out of ten, um, I think I would give it a seven. Seven out of ten. Ooh, that's seven out of ten. High. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, I'd say this is a good movie. Nice. This is good. Yeah. So where is that? Th- good. Is good like. You know, we don't need to unpack the uh, <laughs> the rankings too much, but it's it's good. It's just good. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we might get into some of the spoilers, mm. some of the things we liked about the movie. Um, yeah, if you haven't watched it, I would recommend it. Mm. I'd say go watch it. It is it is good. Um, and then come back, listen to listen to some of the thoughts we have about spoilers. Yeah. So now that they're gone, Tiller. Um, yeah, what are some of the things that you liked about yeah the plot? Some of those elements that you thought were good. Yeah. I really like the um scene with Jamie uh sorry Max he's goes into this restaurant and he has to talk to this Mexican yeah, crime boss. Yeah, he goes into the bouncer. <laughs> yeah. Lounge. And he has to put on like a whole act basically pretending to be Vincent. Yeah. Um, oh, that was great. Yeah. That was I one really of the like highlights this. I thought. Yeah. He performed that really well. He did. Um I did have some questions though about yeah. that performance of like what's it saying about the character mm. um, but we might unpack that in a bit but yeah for those of you who i guess are sticking with us for spoilers haven't yeah. seen the movie vincent is a hitman mm-hmm. um he kind of forces max to go with help him as the taxi driver take him to different jobs to kill people yep um max messes with his plan at some point so this part was i was so confused about this sure uh Max, for some reason, Vincent forces Max to go to the hospital to see his mother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why. Well, he's, but did, didn't you get his reasoning when he was like, oh, people are going to know, like, if. Going to suspect something's suspect off. Suspect something's off. But, so, like, at that point, he had already been late to his mother. Like, yeah. she'd already been calling. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, maybe he's like, well, it'd be weird if you didn't show up at all. Yeah. When they get there, he makes him buy flowers, <laughs> which is also weird because he doesn't ever buy flowers. So, that kind of goes against yeah. his own logic. Anyway, so that's besides the point. While they're there, Vincent's like, it's a nice old chat Vincent has with his mom and Max is standing awkwardly off to the side. Mm. Very weird scene. <laughs> Randomly, <laughs> Max somehow walks past Vincent and grabs his bag without him noticing. Yeah. Even though he's the only other guy in the room. Yeah. And then he runs off. It's a great chase scene. Of course, mm. Tom Cruise is always good at running. <laughs> Pleasure to watch I him see. run. <laughs> <laughs> but then I don't know what Max's plan was. He steals his bag. Vincent catches up with him. Max throws it away. It gets destroyed. Yeah. It's like, rebellion. I don't understand. The beginning like, of rebellion. <laughs> he was a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like suicide. Yeah. I don't understand really at all mm. what, he was, uh, what he was hoping to get out of that. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> I just... <laughs> just kind of went with the flow. Had to do something, I think. Had, um, yeah. had to do something. And he's he lashing was, out. Like, he's lashing out. I got to... <laughs> 
stand my ground, begin yeah. the the seas of rebellion. <laughs> oh, it's just I don't understand. Like, it, if he wanted to get away, run away, you yeah. know. But for some reason, he took the bag, which forces Vincent to chase him. Yeah, Vincent catches up with him clearly. He throws the bag away. Yeah. So what's going to happen? He's going to get shot because maybe he's, he want he's wanting to see, like what Vincent would do. Like would he c- kill him on the spot or like? But why would you do that? You see what I mean? Yeah. He's got a death wish. Yeah. Let me let me test if this hitman will kill me or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um well, one- either way he's sort of screwed. So like he's I feel like he just something like clicked. Like, I've got to do something. Like I've got to like- Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I yeah. just don't understand why like anyway. That's yeah. one thing that I was so- there's a lot of stuff that I was kind of confused about in this movie. <laughs> um but that was one. One explanation I guess was maybe it was him, like, he thought by taking the bag, Vincent wouldn't be able to kill anyone else. Yeah, so I see. That was him kind of making, being like, I'm going to protect people. Yeah. But if that's the explanation, there was no indication for that. And he doesn't really hit that point with his character development until later yes, in the movie the when he finally act, yeah. kind of decides to act. Um, so, anyway, that was confusing. Uh, the plot continues. Uh, they have to now go get backup details for Vincent so he can kill the last two people on his list. Yeah. And that's when Max goes into this club because yeah. Vincent doesn't want to be caught on camera. Mm. Sends Max in to pretend to be him. Actually, let's just go back to the thing. So, this is like a, an ordinary, just everyday cab driver. Yeah. He's been put in this situation where he'd like, he's never been in a situation like that before. Right. So, if he did anything strange, like throwing someone's briefcase <laughs> off a bridge, like, I think that would make sense. Like, he's just like never dealt with anything like stress. that. Response of stress. Like, yeah, maybe. I okay. gotta do something or like- You've got a medical background, Tiller. <laughs> <laughs> he's behaving in ways that are probably normal, really, in a situation like that. Okay. Um, for someone who's he's never just, experienced anything like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's just responding out of stress. Yeah, I that's so. a good explanation because yeah. that would explain why it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yes. So, so they, they go to the club. Yeah. Great scene. Yeah. Amazing scene. Mm. Didn't um, know Max had that in him. <laughs> yeah, I Max know. Max realizes that about himself. Yeah. yeah he, he takes on this persona of this yeah. killer. Yeah. Um, it was a really good scene as well. It's, I'm not sure the actor's name he was talking to. Yeah, anyway. But he he's a great actor too. But he does this whole dialogue about, um, was it Black Pedro or something? Yeah. Who's like this character. I've never heard of it before. Maybe yeah. it's just for the movie. But it's like the character that Santa gives his naughty list to, which is such a cool concept. <laughs> it's like Santa gets the good, gets the nice kids, yeah, and he gives his list of bad kids to Black, Black Pedro, Pedro yeah. and he'll go and kidnap the children. <laughs> <laughs> Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Boogie so yeah. that was a cool story. I liked that. Yes. And then, um, then Max kind of responds and like takes on the chin and is like, "Nah, I'm a killer. <laughs> <laughs> you can trust me. I've never yeah. failed." Yeah. Another thing that I thought was interesting though about that. Because he asked Vincent, how long have you been doing this for? Mm. He said six years he's been a yep. killer. Six did, years. Did, was that surprising to you? Yeah. I'm like, surely you've been in this since like, you're like yeah, a teenager. Yeah, it did not feel long at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess maybe that kind of explains how it ends. Yeah. Like, maybe he wasn't as good at what he did as he thought. Yeah. Yeah. He's only been doing it six years. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. It was Maybe it- he was a cab driver at one point and then he- Oh, maybe he was. Someone, some other hitman come to. But there is an implication, right, in the movie. Um, so, there's the character, the detective, who's mm. played by Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, and he is kind of, while Vincent and Max are going around doing all these murders, his character is, like, catching up with them. Yeah. He's, like, kind of going to the scenes after them. 
And then they spot Max at the club and they think mm. he's Vincent. But then Mark Ruffalo's like, oh, he doesn't seem like the killer type. Yeah. He's just a taxi driver. Yep. Um, and one part of that is they he shares the story of like previously something similar had happened. There'd been a taxi driver gone on this murder spree, killed three people and killed himself. Yeah. And so that kind of gives the indication that this isn't the first time that Vincent has done it. Like he's come here, used a taxi driver, killed people and killed a taxi driver. Yeah. So for me, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's them telling us Vincent really is planning to kill Max in the end. Yeah. But I'm not sure because then there's some other stuff that happens in there which makes me question. I mean, you would have to kill him. You'd think so. You'd think so, right? You can't lose like loose ends. That's right. So you'd assume so, but- there's an interesting moment because they go to the next person to kill at a nightclub and in there, Vincent saves Max's life. Yeah. So, some guys are about to shoot him and then he kills them. Yep. What's What was the deal with that? What do you I think? I don't know, man. Maybe it was just softening <laughs> softening up for, for Max, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't get it. So, there's so much in this movie that I'm just- Max it- got through to him. Finally. The first cab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah first cab. He's killed hundreds, but this he finally made a connection. <laughs> <laughs> made a friend yeah. all it took was murdering hundreds of people <laughs> yeah. oh dear no there's quite a few things um uh, in this movie that were confusing to me here i'll list through a few yeah. um yeah, they go and meet that guy in the jazz restaurant mm. have this great conversation about jazz and then he's going to kill him and he's like i'll ask you a question about jazz and then yeah. he gets it wrong so he kills him yeah what what just just kill him you know <laughs> he why does he make max buy flowers for his mother he's yeah. like you know he, she birthed you and um why is he so intent on getting max to call this girl that yep. he knows yeah um there's this one scene as well where like they stop at the lights and as they they both stop and look at a jackal like walking across yeah. the road, or a fox <laughs> or something yeah um which i think was meant to imply something like i kind of got out of it maybe they're seeing was it a wolf or a jackal or it was some dog animal yeah. um wolves are not my strength out. identifying <laughs> dogs <laughs> wolves are out the jackals are out the jackals are, yeah because it could be that it could be yeah. like they're on the hunt yeah. but i kind of got from it well they're looking at this animal that's like free that's mm. kind of walking around and they're kind of confined yeah. while max is like got his day-to-day taxi job yeah vincent's also kind of stuck in his job of yeah. killing people Ooh, that's and good. so that was kind of an element there I'm like maybe that's what that means yeah um but then, yeah, there's other stuff. Like, so, Vincent saves Max's life. Yeah. Um, then he threatens to kill Max, but doesn't. Yeah. Then Max crashes the car and Vincent just leaves him alone. And yeah. Anyway, it was so confusing. Um, and I do have a kind of a, an idea of what they're trying to say with it. Sure. But we might get into that with the, the themes. Yeah. But that was kind of my overall impression watching this movie. Mm. It was, like, conflicted. Yeah, okay. Because there were moments where it was good. Yeah. And it was interesting. Like, there's a conversation they have- towards the end right before max decides to roll his car to get away from vincent mm. and it's almost like a verbal warfare yeah where they're just like probing each other like you know why do you do what you do or why do you do this thing and yeah i really enjoyed that scene i did enjoy that part too yeah really great dialogue mm. um but then there's other moments where you're just like scratching your head like yeah i don't know the characters maybe it's the way the characters are written or maybe it's intentional um i mean it's just like a strange sort of story because it's not something that happens probably every day and yeah so i guess that's, that's the whole point is like yeah like max is just thrown into this really awkward situation um he's meet, met this like hitman like he's not a good person you know it's, it's just 
does a lot of horrible things, doesn't have good morals. And, yeah, right. Uh, he's probably just going to be a weird person just because he, he's, he's just, just strange. Strange. Maybe yeah. that's maybe there isn't any deeper meaning aside yeah. from that he's just he's just a, strange... a weirdly written character. Yes, but I guess that for me is me trying to see more in the movie of like I had high expectations. I was yeah. expecting some kind of deeper meaning, and maybe in these things I'm reading into. The writer really wasn't doing that. They're just like, let's just make him do something weird here. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's true or not. I think maybe they were trying to say something. Maybe him being a hitman just has made him into this strange person. Yeah, it's just warped him a little bit. Warped him a little bit. That might be an element of it, actually. Yeah. Um, That kind of touches on some of my thoughts. Mm. Um, But yeah, I guess some of the other things I I liked, um, like I said before. Actually. Yep. Like, there is a bit in the line in the movie where Max is like, there is no, like, normal in you. And that makes so much sense. The fact right. that he's just a strange- He's a strange person, man. Like, yeah, that's true. He's become sort of disfigured, like- He's got through no this job, concept think, of what's normal. What's normal, exactly. Right. And so, that makes so much that's sense. That's a good point. That's a good explanation, actually. Because he's- He almost approaches his relationship with Max, like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so scared about all this? Yeah. Why are you so confused? Yes. Like, yeah. this is just life. Yep. And Max is like, no, (laughs) this is so weird. Like, this is completely different to normal. I think that might be actually it. That might explain it. Like, for Vincent, he kind of doesn't even see anything abnormal in what he's doing. No. He He just sees it as like, I'm just doing my job. This is my job. I'm doing it. It involves killing people. Who cares? (laughs) And I'll adjust along the way. I'll do whatever to keep this appearance going, whatever, like to keep. And we can still be friends, Max, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're just doing our jobs together. Yeah. And if you don't, I'll kill you, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's insane. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Okay, yeah. maybe I was just trying to re- understand the insanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, some some other things that I thought. Well, yeah, Tom Cruise. Again, I said I thought his personality works well in this role. There's this one moment in the yeah. car. He says something to Max and then he just laughs. And he does his classic Tom Cruise laugh, <laughs> but it's so jarring yeah. coming from, like, this assassin. Yeah. Like, he's just laughing randomly, and it's like a genuine hearty laugh, and it's like, huh? what are you laughing about? <laughs> yeah. No, I think this is making more sense to me now that you said that. Yeah. He's, he's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that part. <laughs> it was what? too confusing for me. <laughs> oh, dear. Um... Yeah, okay. Well, some thoughts, some things that I, I guess, didn't- wasn't as big a fan of. Mm. Um, I said before, the music times yeah. a bit, bit off. Yeah. Um, the choreography. Like, it's not really an action movie. No. There's only, like, two act- or three action scenes. Yeah. The club but scene. The club scene in particular was so yeah. disorienting. Yeah. And I think- I'm going to assume partly that was intentional. It's meant yeah. to be- But it just went for so long. And I, the whole time, I'm like, who's looking at who- and who's shooting at who? And yeah, like death toll through the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a bit, a bit confusing. Um, there was that one scene where he, he kills the two like the thieves. Yeah, that was really well done. Yeah, um, very impactful. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Any other thoughts about things that you liked or didn't like around the movie? Um, Before we get into some of the the values. Yeah, I think Max is like interesting. It's like. You see bits of Max, like, like even at the beginning of the film when he's like talking to this lady, like in, in the car. You know, mm. He's like super confident. He's like trying to like, you know, spit game and all yeah, that. Right. And then, yeah, and then like throughout the film, you see bits of that sort of come out. But then like he sort of falls he pulls, back. Yeah, he pulls right. back again. It's, it's like he wants to be, or like 
he wants to be that, I think, or maybe like he's that got is- He's got this idea of what he's like or yeah. what's to be like, but his kind of true self isn't quite that. Yeah. 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 And I think that is kind of what the, the story is around Max, is him kind of un, like facing some of those fears, facing mm. some of the, the realities in life, just being willing to take it on. Yep. Um, yeah. So, before we get into, I guess, some of the, the messages in it, one thing that I thought was a bit whack- <laughs> Um, so the last person that Vincent's trying to kill is this girl who's given Max, <laughs> um, her number right at the start of the night. Mm. So when he sees that, he's like, right, I'm going to go save her. Mm. Um, which is like semi intense scene. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Vincent gets to her office. She's not there. She's in some other office, <laughs> but Max calls her to tell her, let her know that Vincent's on the way. Mm. And so her the phone call gets forwarded from her office to the office she's in, and so Vincent sees that. So really, if Max had had, had have done nothing, she would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he gave away where she was to yeah. Vincent. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um. But cool. All right. So some of the the values or messages. Um. So I can think some of the the basic or the fundamental message here, or one of them is that kind of battle between the, the perspectives or the lives of stagnating mm. or living a life like with drive and like pursuing your dreams yep. and stuff. And that's kind of the, I guess the message or the, the goal that's presented by Vincent. Yes. Is that he comes across Max and Max is living this life where he's like, got these dreams. I want to do this limousine. Um, and he shares, you know, like this is just a part-time job while I set up my dreams. Mm. Um, and Vincent's like, well, how long have you been in this part-time job? And then it's revealed like 12 years. Yep. Not a very temporary job for 12 years, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, Vincent's trying to, I guess, use his spare time while he's with Max to push him to chase those dreams and actually make the step. But he's going to kill him at the end of the night. He's going to kill him at the end of the night anyway. Um, <laughs> he's but- giving him false yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think some of that um, plays out a bit, f- like unpacks a bit more. Um, but, bef- but one of the things I wanted to get out of that first is that the character of Max, I think- it starts off the movie and you see that he's um, like a, je- a nice guy. Mm. He's got his job. You-, you hear kind of the version of himself that he presents to others. Yep. Um, but as the movie progresses, it kind of unpacks and you see that his life isn't all that he presents. Yes. Um, and he's actually got quite like, he's in probably a worse place and actually doesn't have a realistic perspective on himself either. Yeah. So, he kind of is under the impression, I'm living my dreams. Um, like I'm saving up to do that. I'm like co visit my mom every night, and like I'm, a, you know, he's enjoying his time as a taxi driver. Mm. But then you find like, well, he isn't leaving his dreams. He's putting it off. He yeah. doesn't really want to go visit his mom. He lies to her about what he's doing. Um, and then like, yeah, I think when he gets to that club, it almost like this mask comes off him. Yeah, and he puts on this persona of like this villain. Like he becomes Vincent. <laughs> yeah, and it, for me, it's like, well, is that him revealing? some more truth of like yeah. actually he isn't this great guy that he's been presenting this whole time yeah there is um an element underneath there of like this deception and this actually yep anyway i thought that was interesting <laughs> um, i don't know if that was the main message yeah yeah what were you, some of your thoughts yeah um <clears throat> i think what i got out of it is it's it's a pretty obvious one was the idea of like like the deeper that you go into sin like and immorality the harder it is to sort of come back from mm-hmm. um and so vincent the hitman obviously hasn't had good role models around him and he's been in that underbelly hitman yeah. world from for a long time and so 
sort of clearly shaped him. He's, he's been going down this dark road for a long time. And Vincent has sort of just accepted that about himself. Like, yeah. this is it. This is how I am. Um, and I'm going to continue being a toxic individual, murdering people. Right. And that ultimately leads to his own, like, demise, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's very hard to do the right thing, especially when you've been living that sort of lifestyle. It's hard to make a turnaround, like, when you've been doing that your whole life. Because that means you have to c- come to terms with the consequences of your actions. And, uh, and that will cost you. But, like, that will cost you actually a lot less than continuing in that way. That might lead to your own destruction. Um you see that in Vincent. He ends mm. up like your sins will catch up to you essentially. It's sort right, of like the message end. that I got at the end. Like Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of un I guess unaware of the full impact of what his his I guess lifestyle is gonna lead to. Yeah. 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 No, that's true. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Another aspect that I thought um was like a big part of the the themes of this movie mm. is the discussion around like nihilism yeah and the fact that life is meaningless yes and that is really the message that vincent um is kind of pushing and to an extent as well the movie is pushing it so i'm like i'm not too sure about the message that this movie is trying to give Mm. but kind of the the idea that you get from vincent is he comes along and max is living this life where he's not pursuing his dreams out of fear almost or out Mm. of like you know, uh, he wants to be perfect. He doesn't want anything to go wrong. Mm. And Vincent has a perspective. Well, actually, nothing in life matters. Um, everything is meaningless. We're on the, we're like a speck of dust in the universe. Yep. You may as well just do just do it. Yes. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. It's like the carpe diem kind of mindset. Yeah. Of like just go ahead, go for it. Yeah. Um, what have you got to lose? Um, and yeah, that kind of I think that's a thread that feeds throughout the entire movie from the very start when he meets Vincent and he talks about someone dying on the train mm. no one will notice who cares if you die and even right at the end he dies it's like if i yeah. die on the train who's gonna notice yep um this idea that you know there is no meaning to anything and that i think that's kind of what i see a lot of that chaos playing out throughout yeah. the movie yeah vincent just does whatever he wants whenever he wants however he wants because he doesn't see any reason not to mm. it's like well why flowers why not who mm. cares? Or we'll go ask this guy a question about jazz and kill him or not kill him. And it doesn't have any meaning ultimately. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of that discussion there of like, who, who like, does it matter really what you do in life? And like, <clears throat> I guess it's, it's a way of, mm. of pushing yourself and motivating yourself of yep. like, if you get to the point where you're like, well, I've got nothing to lose. Life has no meaning. Then I guess you can be mm. like, well, I'll just do whatever I want. Yep. But then like you're saying, a consequence of believing that nothing matters means that you lose all sense of morality. Yes. Right? Because if nothing matters, then it doesn't matter what you do and who you do it to. Mm. Um, if someone is hurt, doesn't matter. Yeah. They'll be gone today. And, and some of the, the topics similar to what we talked about in The Dark Knight, I feel like, emerged again. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, he does a line like, if someone dies in the country of like Rwanda or something, yep. um, you don't care. <laughs> Why yeah. does it matter if these people die? Yeah. You know? And so, that idea of, like, everything's meaningless, like, who cares who dies, mm. I thought was a really a big discussion point, and I don't think the movie really argued that, that it was a wrong point. Yeah. Um, well, well, I guess maybe Max is sort of the, uh, Max's turning point is, is, is sort of antidote to that, 
Max mm. actually, because if if like Max didn't care, he would have let Vincent like go and like murder that girl as soon as he found out. But he like pushes the cop away and like goes yeah. to protect this woman. And so I think Max is sort of the antidote to Vincent's anarchy nihilism yeah. sort of thing. Um, yeah, he's motivated to protect this woman. Um, That's right. I suppose out of love, right? And so for Max. Goes from um, being motivated by a sense of duty to being like a sense of just being moral to wanting to protect this girl out of mm. love for her, obviously, because we know. He well, his interest out of interest, interest. <laughs> out of interest, out of interest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, which is a more powerful motive, I, I suppose, like wanting to d- protect someone is more yeah. powerful than just do- doing it. Because it's just the right thing to do, like, a, as, a, as a moral thing. Yeah, I think that's definitely the difference between the characters. Mm. Like, Max entertains the idea of that um, nihilism when he crashes the car. Yes, yeah. He's like, well, it doesn't matter if we crash. Who cares? Well, it's a, it's a drastic measure, but it's needed to cut off um, Vincent. Like, like I'm going to die, you're going to die with me, essentially. Right, like, he's just kind of putting an end to it all. Yeah. But then I think you're right. He When he sees the girls in trouble, he's like, no- this is important to me. Yeah. Um, and so I do think that is the the discussion there of Vincent being like, none of it matters. And Max being like, well, I care about this person. Yeah. And even at the end there where you see Vincent dies on the train and he's like, you know, um, who cares if I die? No one will notice. But Max mm. is still sad. Yeah. Like, he's sitting there and he feels he feels sad, lost. Yeah, even like, though he barely knows the guy. Yeah. He's like, um, there's a hospital, like the next stop or whatever. I think. Like, yeah. Yeah. He does care about him. Yeah. But I think- I guess my point is that the movie itself, like the writers who wrote the movie, yeah. don't kind of come out and say Max is right, Vincent is wrong. Yeah. Um, they just kind of portray it. And they almost, to an extent, portray Vincent as being the wiser person. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's the right message. No. Um, I agree with you on that one. But it is an interesting discussion. And mm. I think something I drew out of it even further, I guess, is, and maybe this was intended as well, is mm. that um, Vincent talks about like the whole movie you know it doesn't matter who cares but it does care it does matter to him yeah. because he does want to spend time with max yeah he uses lines like we're in this together you know <laughs> he saves his life he wants to spend the he doesn't go and get some other tax like taxi driver yeah he does care about having max around mm. and so that concept of like none of it really matters mm. well then why does he care so much about you know yeah spending time with max because yeah. some of it does matter <laughs> yeah yeah and he can't even live this I guess this worldview out fully, completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it kind of has to hold on to aspects like relationships. Yes, yeah. Mm. I mean, like throughout the film, you see them sort of like have little moments of bonding, and I think yeah. they see something in the other that they want. Yeah. Um. You know, Max probably wants to be more like Vincent, as in like sure yeah. of himself and like confident. Gun ho. Yeah. Whereas Vincent probably wants probably the lifestyle that um Max has in the sense that like. His lifestyle is just horrible. You know, he know he probably deep down knows that at the end of the day, it's going to destroy him. Right. His sins probably will catch up to him. Yeah. Um, and he's almost ta- lying to himself. Yes. He's like, I know this is all going to catch up with me, but I'm going to avoid that by pretending it doesn't matter. Yeah. And he does die. Yeah. And then he still says it doesn't matter, but it did because he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Did you have any other thoughts around like the themes of this movie or the message? Um, 
Yeah, I guess, like, one thing, another thing that stood out to me was just, like, two unhealthy sort of extremes of masculinity being portrayed in, like, mm. the two characters between Max um, and, and Vincent. Yeah, um, right. Which, from a Christian point of view, those sort of extremes are a result of living, like, in sin, living outside of the wisdom and guidance of God. Um, but Max turns that around eventually. Like, later yeah. in the film, he shakes off that that timidness, um, that that kind of masculinity because he's motivated to protect this woman um, out of interest. <laughs> um, but he, like, puts himself into a dangerous situation. Yeah, he risks his life for He it. risks his life for her, uh, which more closely resembles masculinity of Jesus Christ, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's a big change from at the start where he's not going to risk uh, anything mm. for his dream, yeah. right? He's like, this is what I really want to do, but he's not going to take the step because he wants it to be perfect. He says mm. he doesn't want to risk failure, mm. but at the end, he's willing to risk his life yes. for someone else that he doesn't even really know. He yeah. met them that night, but he's yeah. like, no, this person, I'm going to risk it all. Yeah. Um, and so, I think there is that, that element of balance of um, you can be too, like, you can value things too much. Yes. Um, and I think we touched on this in our Batman Begins episode a little bit mm. but the idea that um or maybe it was even our spider-man one um but the idea that you know when you as christians mm. we believe in something more than just this life something more than just this this world mm. uh, there's something that has greater value uh and when you have that faith and you, you do believe that there's more than just i guess what we can what we can gain here mm then it does allow you to make those risks. It does. And it doesn't take away meaning. It doesn't no. mean that this life is meaningless. No. But it means that you have so much to gain. You do. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain yeah. by taking risks. Exactly. And so, in Max making this this willingness, I guess, to risk his life for this woman, he's doing it out of the sense of like, well, you know, almost a misplaced um, boldness. Mm. I mean, it's good. It is good, yeah. It's good he wants to save her, but it's almost like, well, what have I got to lose? Yep. I'll die or she'll live, you know, mm. um, which is, I mean, admirable. Um, but then when we have a, a faith in something greater, yeah. you can also take those risks and you can also make those, I guess, those bold steps. Yeah. But there's something there to kind of catch you. Yes. So, if, if it does go, it doesn't go the way you were wanting. Yeah. Um, we do have that that hope that actually God is there with us and that we do have this life after the, the life after this life. No, 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, any any other thoughts or any other themes? It, it's not as dense of a movie as something like <laughs> The Dark Knight, which no. is interesting. No. Definitely not what I was expecting going into it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Not really yeah, not cool. Really. Yeah. So, I guess final thoughts. Positive movie. Yeah. Liked positive it. Movie. Yeah. Thought it was good. Maybe going with a bit lower expectations than I had. <laughs> it's like a chill time. It's intense at points. Yes. Has some good scenes with like interesting dialogue, um, and it has some thought provoking moments. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's no Dark Knight. <laughs> no, it's no Dark Knight. No, um, it's no yeah. Nolan. So yeah, just yeah for you guys listening, Till and I we aren't theologians, um, <laughs> but we really hope that you guys get something encouraging or something interesting out of our discussion. Yep. And we just like talking about movies. We I love guess. talking about movies, and and yeah, just I get some of like the truth or some of the the things that we things agree you get with. out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully that happened for you guys as well. Mm. Just some um, fun facts. Let's go. 
uh, about collateral from <laughs> our one and only place that we love. Yeah. We, we enjoy IMDb trivia. <laughs> um, here we go. Crews trained with live ammunition and rehearsed the choreography relentlessly for three months prior to shooting. Wow. Three months. I don't know what he was rehearsing. <laughs> Tom Cruise? Yeah. Maybe that one Sounds scene. Like a very Tom Cruise thing. Does. He fully commits. Um, according to Michael Mann, Vincent is a man able to get in and out of anywhere without anyone recognizing or remembering him. Mm. To prepare for the movie, Tom Cruise had to make FedEx deliveries in a crowded Los Angeles market without anyone recognizing him. <laughs> That's some more intense training. I did like that about Tom Cruise's yeah. like makeup. He yeah. does have that that resemblance to somebody who just blends in. Yep. Um, which you see in that scene with the the detective on the elevator. He like stands right next to him, and I was just like, he's such a forgettable guy. <laughs> like, it, it makes sense. He's like he's doing this job. Yes. Uh, here we go. This is cool. Tom Cruise's tactical draw is so good in a scene from Collateral that it's used by experts in lessons for handgun training. Yeah. He didn't. He, cool. His three months of training went well. Yeah. And last one. Tom Cruise really fell when he stepped on the office chair. Michael Mann liked the anomaly so much that he left it in the film. <laughs> Remember that scene where he, he breaks the window? He yes, shoots through yeah, it and he jumps yeah. and he, f- he falls over some chair. Yep. I thought that was funny. <laughs> cool. So, that's our, um, our collateral review. Whoop, whoop. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Tiller, anything that you're looking forward to? Anything that I'm looking forward to? Gosh. Um... Oppenheimer again is coming up. <laughs> yeah. Still keen July. for Oppenheimer. <laughs> haven't, haven't watched it. <laughs> haven't watched it, but it's going to be a good one. going to be a bang. We'll definitely do an episode of that when we watch that. Um, 100%. I'm also looking forward to Mission Impossible. Talking about Dom- Tom Cruise. When's that coming out? Um, good question. Do a quick Google. Impossible 7. Yeah. Dead Reckoning Part 1. It's coming one. out in... July 10. July 10. Next so, July too. as well. Yeah. Might have to do a double feature. <laughs> but yeah, that one will be good. I love the Mission Impossible movies. We might have to do a whole series of those. Oh, mate. Some of my so favorites. Many to choose from. All right, everyone. A, yeah, um, Mission Impossible 8 coming. <laughs> yeah. It's gone down. <laughs> well, it's two parts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email mm. at goodfridayfilmspod at gmail.com. That's goodfridayfilmspod. Um, yeah let us know any movies you want us to watch or review give us any feedback we'd love to hear from you Mm. but thanks for listening everyone Um, yeah hopefully you enjoyed it and we'll see you all or talk to you all next week have a good Friday watch some good films bye bye bye